All right, we should be up and running. Look, you were recording, we're good. All right, so today on Swim Out of the Box, we're talking about Donuts. open water swimming, <laughs> uh, specifically drafting. So this is another open water swimming podcast, but we're talking specifically about drafting. And we're gonna couple that also with talking about, the best way I can describe it is wherewithal. Um, don't leave the people hanging. I told them we were going to talk about donuts. You said we were talking about donuts and drafting. We could talk about some donuts, I guess. Who doesn't like to talk about donuts? Um, I just want to know that I'll be able to talk about donuts at some point in this you time are, frame. Right? Okay. You are talking about I mean, donuts like later, right now. Like okay. specific donuts, preferences, fillings, toppings, you know, okay. that kind of thing. All right. But that's fine. But donuts and drafting, mm-hmm. alliteration, it's beautiful. I get it. Um, so drafting, I think, is an important skill for all swimmers to learn, really. But specifically for open water swimmers, it will change someone's life if they learn how to draft properly. That's an intense statement. Uh, when it comes to racing and being able to draft off of somebody, it can be the difference between you being gassed out on the bike after a really great swim or just completely crushing your race because you got pulled by somebody I think we during need that to draft. pause. Sure. Because for I didn't know what drafting was until my freshman year of college, and I've been swimming since I was six years old. Okay. So, what is drafting? Drafting. I wonder what. The, can you look up the actual like definition of drafting? Drafting in swimming. I wonder if Google even knows. No, not drafting in swimming. Just drafting. Because drafting is not a swimming of the term. Word drafting. Yeah, because drafting is something cyclists use. You could use it for running. It's not as effective, but you could. Hmm. Um, but the the point of drafting. Pre- prepare a preliminary version of a document. No, That's wrong one. Right. <laughs> That's a draft. <laughs> so, in swimming. Wow, guys, I am having trouble. Drafting should take place either directly behind somebody's feet, or off their hip i found one specifically for cycling okay that's fine when it comes to saving energy when cycling two riders are better than one that's because the pair can draft a technique that puts aerodynamics to work the two cyclists ride in a single file line with the back rider taking advantage of the slipstream created by the front rider it is the same exact thing in swimming you can also do it on the side there you go it's the same exact thing in swimming all right it is uh, to my knowledge, I've never heard of a triathlon um, that is not swimming draft legal, but they have draft legal triathlon for cycling, right? Okay. So you should always be trying to draft if you can in any open water event, whether it's triathlon or whether it's just open water swimming. Um, the point would be to conserve energy. Let someone else do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Ideally, you want to be off of somebody's hip in swimming. And the reason why I say that's ideal... Drafting off of their hip as opposed to directly behind their feet, you mean? Yes. Okay. All right. So your head, if you're drafting off of someone's hip, should be in line with their hip, and you should be as close to them as possible without getting hit. Or running... Friendly! You're going to get friendly. Um, So the whole point of that is there's a wake that's being created off of someone's hip or mm-hmm. a, uh, it's kind of like a bow wave so if you think about a bow wave it's coming off of their head and it's coming 
diagonally outward. So it's like, like a, a triangle, like a boat, sort of like a triangular shape mm -hmm. or an arrow shape. So if you're off of their hip, you catch that wave and it kind of lifts you up a little bit. You're getting pulled along by them and you have opportunity to see. All right, I can breathe. So if I'm drafting off of somebody's right hip, mm -hmm. I can breathe to my right and I can see the rest of the field or the course, so to speak. Okay. And every once in a while, I can breathe to my left to check to see where that person is. All right? So the I can follow that you're them. Drafting. Yeah. Or I could even sight forward to make sure that person's staying on course. Because that's, that's a big issue, actually. It's a huge issue. People sometimes will start to draft, think that they're, they're good as gold, ready to, I'm just going to sit here, sing a song in my head, swim's going to be over soon. And then all of a sudden, you've added 15, 16 minutes because you've gone so far off course. And people yep. go farther off course, too. You have to sight. Don't take advantage of the person's work in front of you. But like I always say, everyone is stupid, including you. So don't be stupid. Don't be stupid what? Look around. Yeah, check yourself. People get into the groove of drafting. And I'm, this is maybe a little unfair since I talk about drafting in swim practice and people who really take advantage of you in that respect. Yes, they do. Because they'll just go. Yeah. So I always prefer drafting off the hip. I also... Why? Just because of those things? Because you can see? Because I can see. I'm not going to be... Uh, as likely to get hit by their hand as I would be by their feet, right? Meaning, oh, if I draft directly so behind saying. somebody, it's very likely I will either touch their feet with my hands and they will know I'm there, mm -hmm. and they're, what are they going to do? They're going to react. I'm going to move. They're either going to move or they're going to try to get you off of them. Do people do that? Absolutely. So what Maybe people I will do, well, they, were, they were actively try to kick you if you're drafting on their feet and they know that you're there. People are so nice. Yes, people are great. So if I touch their feet, they know I'm there, they're gonna do something in reaction to that, all right? But if mm -hmm. on their side, I could still run into them and bump them and touch them, but there's not much they can do other than try to move away from you. Right. Make sense? All right, so if I'm drafting off of their feet, I think it's a lot more difficult to sight. You, you can't see past their feet a lot of the times. Mm -hmm. Their feet are in your face, which makes it a lot harder for you to breathe. And you're not going to be able to see past them when you go to sight. So then you don't okay. know if they're taking you in the right direction or are they taking you off course, right? So you have to kind of like balance that as a skill and it's something that has to be practiced. But drafting is something that has to be practiced also, so it's like a, a combination of sighting and- The skill and, of drafting. Yeah, the skill mm -hmm. of drafting. How do, you, how do you get into somebody's draft sneaky, right? What would you Sneakily. call that, like a draft lane? Are you like getting into their, yeah. their wake almost? Yeah, it's like a draft lane. I like that idea, that concept of like finding that spot where you can get pulled, mm -hmm. but not letting them know that you're getting pulled by them. This is balance that we right. have to achieve. Um, so and guys, people will know, or I'm sorry, people don't know. I was drafted off of by a six foot four kid in college before I even knew what drafting was. Yeah. He would just leave right after me, leave right after me. I'm pulling this giant human behind me. I'm 5'8". I'm small. That wasn't very nice. 
That was nice of He of was you. honest. I was like, leave five <laughs> seconds behind. It's nice of you to draft or Side pull him along. You're supposed to leave at least five seconds behind a person when you're in swim practice. So when I'm yelling at him to leave five seconds behind me, he's like, oh, I can't draft off of you if I leave that far behind. And I go, oh, okay, push off the wall. What? See, I disagree. I would have cheated. I would have been like, yeah, I'll leave five, five seconds back. And then I would have sprinted to catch up to you. <laughs> well, by, by, I mean, he was honest. I mean, he was probably dumb in telling me that he was drafting off of me. Why yeah, would I would you have tell said anything. the smaller girl that you're using her power to be lazy in practice? I would have not said anything. I'd just be like, you're doing a great job. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so with that, it's not as easy to say, oh, go to somebody's hip. Keep your head in line with their hip. Right? You have to get used to the, the contact that is going to potentially and will happen. But also, how do you know when it's the right person to draft off of? For instance, mm. um, if I'm swimming, I don't know, we'll say an average of a 115 pace per 100 meters. Uh-huh. But someone swims a 215 pace, they're not going to be able to keep up with me to draft. So it wouldn't make or vice versa. Yeah. You don't want to draft off the 215 guy. Yeah, absolutely, right? They're gonna, I'm going to slow myself down too much. Mm-hmm. All right? So it's, it's hopefully the, whatever open water race or triathlon that you're participating in is organized in a way that waves are of similar speed. But as we all know, people lie and will go into earlier waves to try to beat cutoff times or trying to just not get run over by a faster wave or mm-hmm. some people have whatever excuses for Especially in the for putting ones. themselves or you know very easily they don't even know what pace they're supposed to be swimming at so they just go oh i think i'm 115s but they're really 215s and oops, <laughs> oops. yeah so also, knowing to who me, to draft off of is important draft on the in pool because if, an, oh, if it's can. an in pool and you're doing that weird snake yeah thing yeah it, i find that people lie much more frequently on that one because they're fine whatever who cares i'll let everyone run me over and i'll start sooner that is the worst yeah but definitely don't don't try to draft in there there's no point waste of your time probably go slower yeah i would agree and it's just gonna be chaos Mm -hmm. in in those indoor or sorry in pool swims for open or not open water swims for triathlon it's just chaos nobody knows their times usually it's a, a, a lot of beginners so they're completely confused don't know how to swim with other people, mm-hmm. have no wherewithal. That's kind of what I was getting to with like the wherewithal. Okay. Um, so give yourself time to practice drafting in pool first. Get in a lane with your friend, all right? Key, your friend. Don't try to do this someone you know. Yeah, strangers won't appreciate this. Um, if you want to make friends with somebody at your pool, bring them donuts. Ooh, donuts. See? Ooh, let's do a donut interlude. Right now, Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken, my favorite donut place, their monthly donuts for July, there are four of them. The first one that I want, this is my interlude, the first one that I want is the peach blueberry cobbler filled donut with shooky, shooky, sugar cookie crumb on top. Okay. Are you done now? Done. So bring a friend or bring a, a stranger a donut, make them your friend so you can convince them to draft or bring a friend a donut so mm. they're more apt to letting you draft off of them right be nice um i like donuts and pra- friends practice I can be your friend with a donut. the draft off of the hip first mm-hmm. practice it behind them directly behind them on their feet so you can get a sense of what it feels like After how to hip. do it i don't care which one you do 
first, really, but I like to hip first only because it's my preferred. That's what you want to do during the race. So yeah, I would, exactly. Yeah. Um, we have a really good video on YouTube. It's a point of view video of where to draft off of somebody. Uh-huh. So it's, it was me swimming off of somebody's hip with a camera in my mouth so that you could <laughs> see where you should kind of be when you're actually drafting. Um, so check that video out. It'll be kind of helpful for you to see that point of view so you know what to expect when you go practice with your new donut friend. Um, so practice the draft in a pool first. Mm-hmm. You can practice with one other person. If there's two friends that you have and you can afford two donuts, then bring two donuts, make two friends, and you guys can practice in threes where the middle person is being drafted off of by two outside people. Oh, right? I hope that middle person um, is in shape. Obviously, take turns like a round robin type of thing, drafting, mm-hmm. seeing mm-hmm. You know, how it feels to be drafted off of, what it feels like to actually get a draft. Learn which side you like to draft off of. Some people prefer a left side or a right side just because of breeding patterns, things like that. Um, so practice it in pool, take it to the open water next. When you're in open water, okay. try to apply those same concepts and foundations that you learned in the pool. Uh, when it comes to race situations, mm-hmm. hopefully you go off in a wave is of similar speed that you can draft off of and not avoid right a lot of people that we work with learn to avoid their wave by swimming out of the pack avoid their wave yeah the wave that they're starting with that's what that's called right uh or their pack if you want to call it that right you mean the ones who wait so that they yeah people will wait for their wave to go or they'll go way outside of the course and end up swimming extra distance so that they avoid people. And I understand that it is a good strategy for beginners, especially nervous beginners. Mm -hmm. At some point though, if you want to get competitive, you're gonna have to get used to swimming with a pack of people. And that pack starts very close, but eventually spreads out. If you can, in the initial start of the race, find someone that you can draft off of you'll be better off for it because maybe that just saves you uh 200 yards of easy effort that Mm -hmm. you just gained now by drafting um it's never worth sprinting to draft off of somebody the sensation that you should feel is you have to speed up and catch them exactly the sensation you should feel is when you're in their draft you should have to slow down your cadence it should feel like you're barely even trying to keep up you're slowing down in order to right because they're pulling you along you don't have to go the same uh, cadence or level of effort that you were traveling at, you should have to slow down if you're in their draft. So if you have to speed up to get in their draft, that's not the person to draft off of. Make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, with that in mind, how do you know where people are in your wave or in your pack? And this is really obvious um, when you go to a swim practice, a master swim practice is a great example. Usually in a master swim practice, the first two lanes so maybe the fastest two lanes you'll see people weaving in and out of each other like it's no big deal at a master's practice yeah this is why i cannot know oof that gives me so much anxiety that you is. used to do it in your fast lane uh-uh people used to do it to you in oh, your no. fast lane you have set people you were like no one wanted to lead the lane in my practices i was always stuck leading the lane and then it was like oh okay 
Billy Bob is second, Junior over here is third, that's it. So definitely in fast lanes, I see people maneuvering. You mean like during in, a set? During a set. They, they, they'll, if they have to pass you in the middle of a lane, they will pass you. I have never but seen if you, that. You've been a part of it and you didn't even know Passing it. Passing someone in the middle, like somebody while I'm passed swimming? you while you were swimming. Yes, Stephen. I don't know if you remember Stephen, but he absolutely. Do I remember the older male swimmer who passed me in the middle of Spring Hill practice in the morning? So clearly, you remember that. Mm. That's not Steve. <coughs> Rude. Anyway, um, so when you look at slower lanes at a master's practice, mm-hmm. they usually pass on the wall. See, that's what I'm more used to. It's the polite way to pass. I, oh, you touched I don't, my feet. Would you like to go in front? Sure, thank right. you. Right. I think the polite way to pass would be not to touch anybody at all and just pass them. If I don't know I'm being passed because you have wherewithal about everyone that's in the lane mm-hmm. and you can slide over, go around me, and not cause a collision of any kind or disrupt my swimming of any kind, that's the polite way to do it. However, intermediate swimmers, beginner swimmers, have a very difficult time tracking where everyone is in the lane. Mm-hmm. Fast lanes typically know, all right, I'm third in the lane and there's two people behind me. I'm gonna flip. I'll see somebody pass me as I flip, right? On the opposite side of the lane. Mm-hmm. And when I push off, I know there's somebody in front of me. Yeah. Right? It seems kind of obvious. But for whatever reason, as people are, are getting into the sport of swimming, they're either too focused on their technique or the set or whatever they're doing at hand to know where everyone else is in the lane. And if they had to try to slide over to pass someone, they would probably end up running in, into somebody that is in front of them that has already made the turn. Mm, Make sense? Yeah. Kind of, right? You've got to think your way through it. But, I understand. Right? So for those slower lanes, the way that they pass people is they touch a foot, they let them know that they're behind them so that person in front can stop and let them pass on the wall. Right, So it doesn't take a lot of wherewithal to do that. So this is a skill that I don't really know how to articulate other than wherewithal. How do you know where people are around you? Where are your surroundings? Right? Yeah, it that's... takes time to develop. You have to, and when you consider our clients at least, most of them end up swimming by themselves. They don't get to swim with a master's group. They don't get to swim with a workout group. Right. So then they're constantly swimming by themselves. They don't know how to be aware of their surroundings and who's around them so they don't have that developed when they go to an open water event mm-hmm. triathlon or open water swim and it becomes overwhelming it becomes nerve-wracking and panicky to have people around you near you or bumping into you or on occasion swimming over you all right so my recommendation is if you can get some friends in a lane with you you can circle swim but just start tracking where these people are within the lane While with you. Swimming. Yeah, right. it's a good start. Everyone likes to practice like three across. You know, you know in what that means. Lane. Yeah. No, I don't. So taking three people in one lane. So one person swimming over the black line. Two people are flanking them on the left and the right, and they're all leaving together. Open water swimmers do that in a pool. Yeah. Sorry, I mean, I'm not coming from this from that perspective, so it's just interesting to me. Okay. But it's, that's a good sort of drill, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, of being close to people, getting used to being kind of in contact with people. 
but it doesn't teach you wherewithal. It doesn't right. teach you how to track where those individuals are, right? So it's recommended. I would highly recommend that people get used to swimming side by side. That makes sense to me. But also, can you get used to knowing where people are? One of the things that we did in the Bahamas in our training trip uh, that I really liked that was a little bit different than what we did previously was we played games in the open water. Mm -hmm. so, oh, yeah, those were fun. So my favorite game that we played was, I guess I had two. One was inchworm, where we had people line up three deep. So we had three people of similar speeds swimming directly behind each other. The person that was in the back of the pack of the three had to swim to the front. Mm -hmm. All right, And then once they got to the front, the person who was in the back had to actually sight to see that they got in the front. And once they sighted and saw that they were in the front, they got to go to the front. Right, because they had to wait. Right. So that helps teach wherewithal because you're tracking that person that's in the front and in the back. You're learning, oh, okay, I kind of know where they are now. Mm -hmm. my, my other game that I really liked, which was really tricky, was giving people numbers. I can't remember. It was oh like, my god, this was the worst uh, game. It was like he's lying to you. This wasn't fun. It was fun from my perspective on a paddleboard. Yeah, it was great <laughs> to watch chaos and then order because that's what it really is. Maybe that's what we should call it. We call it the chaos and order game. Mm. All right. So we lined everybody up before they started swimming, gave everyone a number. Then we got to mix everybody up, and then they, while they were swimming, had to put themselves in the order. Uh, the correct sequential order mm -hmm. while they were swimming. Which is hard when you have people yes. varying very difficult. levels. Very difficult. Because you have those people slowing down, people speeding up, and you're all just trying to figure it out. And, oh my gosh. And you can't stop. You're not allowed to stop and tread. Ugh. You can sight, but you can't stop forward progress. There's got to be some silly joke about like a swimmer and how many it takes to count to ten or something. I can't even... You know, like those light bulb jokes. Yeah, I, I know what you're going with. Yes. I'm not funny. Okay, I'll get over it. It's fine. It's all right. You'll have more coffee. You'll be funny eventually. So um, trying to, like, order yourself in, in that sequence is incredibly difficult. But it teaches you to learn where everyone is. All right? So you get to know, oh, number six is the slowest swimmer, but they're in front of me. Mm -hmm. i got to get in front of them. I'm yeah. number four. I've got to get in front of them. Right? So figuring that out, it was a really fun game to play, but it was an opportunity for people to start going, oh, in this open water environment, it's more than just me. Right. Right? Um, I have a joke. Oh, jeez. It's always going to be funny when you preface it with, I have a joke. <laughs> I know, right? It's going to be hysterical. Uh -huh. We live in the DMV, which stands for D.C., Maryland, Virginia area. You know, I didn't know that. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Within the DMV, everyone knows Maryland drivers act like they're the only people on the road. They don't use signals. They'll oh. just come over to lanes. I've even seen one back up on a highway to go to an exit Disclaimer. because no one else exists on the road. We love Maryland. So I will preface this with, I love people from Maryland, except when I'm on the road with them. <laughs> but it's the same idea. Mm -hmm. If you can think of how you drive in traffic as how you approach open water swimming mm -hmm. it's the same idea you have to be looking you need to know where people are at all times so you need to know where people are on the right of you you need to know where people are on the left of you unfortunately there's no rear view mirrors in swimming but you should know some somewhat mm -hmm. who's behind you as well 
that's really important. So if you right. can compare it to kind of going in and out of traffic and how you can work together or not work together in traffic, um, <laughs> you can start to understand that's what it's like to do open water swimming well. That's what that wherewithal that I keep mentioning really kind of is. Does that kind of make sense? Does that analogy make sense to you? I mean, I understand it, but I think like to me, coming from uh, in-pool swimming mm -hmm. background, yep. just the, the, the chaos part is very anxiety inducing. Absolutely. And I know that it's that way for everyone as well anyway, when they're not coming from that background. So to me, it's just, it's almost more of a like, this isn't organized properly kind yeah. of feeling yeah but i mean it is it's just that's what you're gonna get yeah so there's no lanes trying it's chaos. to figure out the best way to move through that and get comfortable with your surroundings yes every every race has a different body of water every race has a different course even when it's the same race year in a year out it's a little bit different yeah so what can you do to best figure that out and make yourself feel better i think that this makes sense for that respect yeah because there's so many things for for open water that are unknown that people try to like well how am i going to know this how am i going to prepare for this you can't but for this you can do all of the things that we're talking about right now it's true it's so true. that you at least feel better for that avenue yeah and open water is tricky because not everyone gets to swim open water on a regular basis mm -hmm. um and i i'll use myself as an example and i think i might have mentioned this in an earlier podcast i can't remember whatever Every time I swim open water, the first maybe 50 to 100 yards or meters or so, um, I breathe to my right side. I stopped breathing to my right side when I was about 15 or 16 years old. Oh, that's interesting. I revert back just like everyone else does. They hit open water mm -hmm. and there's just a moment of uncertainty and panic and fear in everybody. It's, unless that's what you train in on a regular basis, your brain is like at this heightened state right. and it's too worried about open water itself for you to participate in a very like conscious and meaningful way initially but like you can settle in and you can and start doing like, it oh i'm supposed to focus on these three things mm -hmm. then you run into your open water start and it's like, ah! bah! exactly everything yeah. goes crazy Swimming, swim, just swim, go. Oh my gosh, there's someone in front of me. Ah! Right. Oh my God, there's a wave. Oh my God, it's cold. Oh my God, there's sun. I can't see. Oh my I God, my goggles are fogging. What foggy. am I gonna do? Right. All these things start right. compounding. So, I don't have an expectation that someone goes, "Oh, I listen to this podcast. I can do these things." You have to practice these things. This this is a higher level of, I guess, competition as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like super high level, but for a lot of people that are beginners. This would obviously be terrifying for them to just go into. This is my first race. I'm going to draft. Right. Don't do that. We have plenty of people, by the way, that are seasoned veterans in triathlon that are just now, I'm talking like five or six years of experience mm -hmm. doing anywhere between, you know, three to eight races a year, right? Where they're just now able to say, okay, I'm going to swim in the pack this year. This right. is the year that I, I'm, I'm, I'm swimming with the pack. I'm not going to avoid them. That's right. a whole other thing with open water and triathlon, I think, is that, I don't even know, like just that other part of yourself that you're working on because you can focus on your stroke and your cycling and your running and fi fix everything, quote unquote. Yeah. 
and then you get there and you have to deal with like your emotions yeah <laughs> and that's yeah i don't even want to try to figure out how to tell people how to do that very simple way to deal with it mm. for every training session you have you should also have a mental training session as oh well. i like that so if you get out of the water and your swim practice mm -hmm. give yourself 15 minutes to close your eyes and visualize what you just did well at your swim practice mm -hmm. and then how you would apply it to your open water swimming if that's what you're going for that way it's not completely foreign those emotions have been invoked and it's right. not like what are these feelings oh my god right, right. Quick tip, don't do this before your morning practice by lying on the pool deck in the dark and listening to Enya, which is uh, what one of my co my coaches had us do at one time. That's not visualization. How many people fell asleep? Hmm. I'm, I'm falling asleep just listening to it. Yep. Um, so I like the idea of people being able to take what they've practiced and apply it at least mentally mm -hmm. or psychologically to what they will be doing. Um, right. And just a, a, a tip on visualization, it is always more effective if you visualize from your first person perspective, not from a third person perspective. You can do that from a third person perspective like every once in a while. video game. Exactly, right, exactly. No, visualize through your eyes, not through somebody else's eyes. Right. Okay, so that does actually help, especially for people that can't get to open water on a regular basis. Um, so I'm trying to make sure we hit all these points. I feel very confident I that we... I good that we did about drafting. I've learned more than I knew about drafting coming into this. That's disconcerting and good at the same time. I told you I didn't know what drafting was. No coach ever sat me down and was like, this is drafting. This is what you, how you do it. Because swim practices, you, you practice for your meet. You swim alone at your meet. You're not drafting on You could draft at, a meet. at your meet. We saw that from Jason... What's his name? Starts with an L. Lezak. Right. That. He's an Olympian, honey. <laughs> I was not. I'm just trying to swim my 100-meter butterfly. Maybe if you drafted better, you could have been. <laughs> maybe I could have been there. Maybe I could have. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's disconcerting. No one was going to tell me how to do that. All I did was want to go swim at swim practice and then eat a donut. Okay. All right. Um, so just quickly review. Draft off of the hip. Practice drafting off of the hip. Practice drafting off of the feet. You can do both, and it is very situational. But I don't always get kicked in the face. try not to get kicked in the face. Try not to let that person you're drafting off of know you're drafting. Be a ninja. Be a draft ninja. Draft ninja. How about that? Um, I think also with this knowing wherewithal. Think about it in terms of when you're on the highway, how you know where other cars or other drivers are. If you don't know where other cars or other drivers are. Maybe you should start paying attention to that, and we'll all be a lot safer because of it. <laughs> or invest in a Tesla. Joke They'll tell you. <laughs> this was just a giant PSA about driving it again. Thanks, guys. Right. Um, play games. Mm -hmm. Find You can use our games. Come up with your own games to f figure out how to learn these skills. Um, a big part of learning is playing. So play around. Don't think of, of open water as hard, fast rules. Mm -hmm. there, it's not. It's all situational. Guess and check. So I can say all I want. I prefer to draft off of somebody's hip. But if there isn't a hip to draft off of, but there are feet to draft off of, right. I'll take their feet. Doesn't mean you're not going to do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, 
practice these things, apply them, bring your friends donuts. Maybe they'll be good friends and bring you donuts. I'd be your friend if you brought me donuts. Exactly. Um, if there's questions about this, please feel free to reach out to us. Our emails are available on our website, which is theswimbox.com, or you can contact us via YouTube, and hopefully soon enough we'll be on iTunes, but fingers crossed. And um, say, you know, if you have questions, let us know. Or if you have comments, let us know. If you want to add something to this conversation, we want you to add something to the conversation. We definitely have a lot to learn. I spend a lot Clearly of time I talking do. about swimming and open water swimming, but that doesn't mean I know it all, and I certainly don't. And it's, I think, uh, just like we can see traffic patterns in different regions, so like I can make fun of Maryland drivers, but people also know that Pennsylvania drivers are the worst because they'll, they'll drive slowly in the left lane, Oof. right? Sorry, there are PA. cultural things mm -hmm. to the way people drive, and you can see it when you travel enough. Like for instance, yeah. New Jersey, they zip in and out of traffic. Well, it works. Scary. In Northern Virginia, people queue up for their exit like a mile before the exit. Those two cultures clash, and it drives people crazy from New Jersey. But in Northern Virginia, it drives us crazy that people would zigzag and out. Drives me crazy to queue up for an exit, but I know I have to, otherwise right. I'm not Or you're jerk. not getting in. Yep. All right. So different regions have different cultural approaches to dealing with this wherewithal and this traffic pattern. Well, it would probably be the same with open water. Mm -hmm. It's a cultural thing. Does that make sense? I think so. All right. I think, I think all we're doing is trying to help people better understand situations and figuring out how they can implement those things themselves. Yeah. So any analogy I think is helpful. I mean, unless it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But I think these make sense. I think Good. they're useful. All right. So if they don't, let us know. I'm always happy to clarify. So is Lissa. Um, let us know. All right. That's it for today. We will. What's next? I want to talk about some other strokes. I'm tired of talking about, you know, freestyle and open water stuff. Let's talk about butterfly. So we'll talk about butterfly next. Sound good? Butterfly and biscuits? Freets. That doesn't, it's not alliteration. Freets? Butterfly, we'll say fly and freets. Fly and fries. Yeah. I don't fly. like frites. I'm not fancy. <laughs> fly and fries. I'm in. We'll talk about that next. All right. So let us know if you have comments. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.